When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, friends of the Rocky Cast. It is Friday, September 10th, and I am feeling good. I got up at five o'clock this morning. I am now firmly back in the five o'clock club. And I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about one of my favorite topics and one that I think has interested most of you, intermittent fasting. In this episode, I'm going to cover all of the health-related benefits that I've experienced in particular as to the aging process. It's intermittent fasting, the fountain of youth. I don't know whether Ponce de Leon ever uh, did intermittent fasting. Maybe he should have, maybe he would have found it. But I wanted to sort of talk about some of the counterintuitive aspects of intermittent fasting that you may not know about. Um, for me, there's so many benefits of intermittent fasting. I've, I've even thought of doing a separate podcast only on fasting. And a lot of you may be asking, like, Cole, aren't you a little bit obsessed with intermittent fasting? Like, who the hell cares what you do? Good for you. It's just a fad. Why the heck should I care? Well, um, I think there's a lot of reasons why you should care. Because there are so many benefits, even if you're not overweight, to intermittent fasting. And if you are overweight, I think it is one of the most incredible techniques to lose weight, but there's some probably things that you may not even think about related to the aging process uh, that I'm gonna share with you. And I'm gonna back it up with some peer reviewed science from, from John Hopkins. Uh, we're gonna cover the work of Dr. Mark Madsen, a PhD. He's a professor at John Hopkins University as well as uh, Rafael de Cobo, um, who essentially specializes in gerontology. And we'll talk about a journal article that was done in December, 2019. And then me being me, I can also disclose my progress. And why am I doing that? Because with ethics and disclosure and all this stuff, I can overshare. I can share whatever the heck I want related to my own health. Other people, not so easy. And so I'm going to just sort of share some of that uh, in this particular episode. And so stay tuned. I think it's going to be a good one. I think you're going to learn some things, you know, looking at my numbers um, by far, the most amount of listens that I've had is intermittent fasting. So I am giving you what you want. You want intermittent fasting? If you need to lose weight or you want to lose weight, um, listen to this episode. I'm also going to give you a little bit of an update in terms of the Rocky cast, in terms of how frequently we're going to be doing these episodes. Um, I'm going to try to get to a, a, a daily uh, a daily Rocky cast. So it's almost going to sort of be like a radio. Now, whether I'm going to be able to do that or not, I don't know. Um, but you, you all, you few 10 listeners, um, you are going to uh, uh, come along with me in terms of developing the, the show and infinite gratitude to all of you. And if you are, you are, there's 10 of you that frequently tune in. Uh, so you are a small group, but, but spread the word because I want to grow this audience. And so if you've enjoyed any particular episode or have learned something, share it, give me a positive review. Um, the goal is to be able to, to essentially uh, increase the listenership here so we can share what we've learned. Because that's really my goal is, is I've thought about themes here. It's basically to share what I've learned 
um, to hopefully provide useful information to you in terms of books, in terms of culture, in terms of what I've learned, in terms of morning routines, all those sorts of things I wanna be able to offer you. And I want it to be useful to you because if it's just useful to me, well then what the heck, that's good for me, but that's not the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to create a sense of joy and wonder for the entire world uh, so that you can improve your own life. That, that's the goal. And hopefully you can uh, help me along in that journey. So let's get started and talk about intermittent fasting. Uh, first of all, what I mean by it and what it's done for me. Um, one of my first episodes of the Rocky Cast last October, I talked about my experience and my results. And I shared sort of the progress I had made in terms of weight loss, blood pressure, type two diabetes. And it has been one of my highest downloaded episodes. And so I thought, well, let's continue to develop that because surprisingly enough, you may think, well, how the heck can you do a whole podcast on intermittent fasting? Well, you absolutely can. I mean, it's an infinite array of topics in terms of health, in terms of culture, in terms of the aging process. And, uh, and I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about intermittent fasting. I'm no expert. I've now done it now though for 18 months. So I, I guess you could call me a learned dilettante. I am going to direct you to different medical practitioners that, um, that have written extensively about it, as well as some of the peer-reviewed research related to it. And then again, I'll share my own results. So let's get started and first talk about what I mean by intermittent fasting. Um, there's a lot of different definitions of it, but I think the most basic definition is, is that my protocol that I use is that I don't eat for 16 hours on a regular basis, 16 to 18 hours. So typically my last meal um, is six to seven in the evening. Usually I don't eat anything until one to two the following afternoon. So you're giving your body an opportunity to rest. And so that's really the starting point. It's amazingly simple. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't, you know, you, you don't even have to get a doctor's prescription for it. You don't have to pay any subscription fees for it. As I've said, there are some great apps like Fastic that I use that's sort of easy, but you don't need that. It's totally free. And so I think a lot of you are skeptical and you should be because there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of bad diets. And so I think the question always is, is am I just sort of pulling this out of my ass? Like, is this just sort of like, you know, just something that I'm just sort of making up or I'm just sort of following these sort of gurus? And am I just being sort of a doe-eyed like person that is just sort of saying, oh my God, it's so great. And you may be thinking like, so what if it works for you? But I thought it'd be helpful um, if you do have a loved one or you yourself um, need to lose weight or, um, you know, you want to get some other benefits because there, even if you're at a normal weight, there are benefits to fasting. So I wanted to highlight a recent journal article and recent, it's only a year and a half old, but by Dr. Mark Madsen. And I'm going to describe what he talks about uh, in terms of some of the, the benefits of intermittent fasting. And it was a journal that it, it was an article done in the New England Journal of Medicine, December 26, 2019, along with Raphael Jacobo, a professor of translate, uh, essentially works at the translational branch of the National Institute on Aging Research. So I'm going to highlight some of the, that article. We're not going to read it in detail, but I would commend you to actually look at it because, you know, when you look at peer review, and, and we're all sort of peer review people now, aren't we, in the age of COVID, that we all sort of can download these journal articles to become experts overnight. But really, I think the issue for you is, is that you're out of one. You have to decide what works for you. 
And well, all I can say is, is that so far what I have experienced has been everything that the, the quote unquote experts would say. So take that for what it's worth. So in this peer reviewed article, the New England Journal of Medicine and the benefits of intermittent fasting, and essentially they looked at two groups, uh, the 16-18 protocol, as well as 5-2. The 5-2, I, I don't have a lot of interest in that. That's essentially eat regularly, um, three meals a day, five days a week, two days a week, do essentially a calorie restriction of 500 calories. I, I don't really have a lot of interest in that particular one. I mean, because once you get used to not eating breakfast, like you just have no desire to eat breakfast. So maybe at some point I'll switch it up and at least try that, but I don't have a lot of interest in eating breakfast anymore. So the benefits that are identified here in this article by Dr. Mark Manson, John, John Hopkins University, and this isn't like Wachahatchee State, this is John Hopkins University out on the East Coast. And he talked about benefits in cardiovascular health, in particular, blood pressure and your resting rate. Muscle, you wouldn't think this, why the hell would you gain muscle? In a, in a group of young men that were intermittent fasting, they lost fat and gained muscle. Well, there's a lot of reasons for that because one of them is, is that when you fast for an extended period of time, think about this, this totally makes sense your body produces human growth hormone. Well, why would it do that? Well, intermittent fasting is a shock to your system. Think about when we evolved as human beings out on the prairie, out on the savannah of East Africa. We all are Africans at some point. We all descended from East Africa. And as we evolved as a species, um, we experienced periods of food scarcity. Well, how did we evolve? Well, we survived. So what things that evolution caused us to do in order to survive. Well, if we didn't eat for a while, we had to figure out how to eat. So we had to basically get strength. We had to get strong. We had to be alert. Think about this. Who would you rather face in a fight? Who would you be more afraid of? A hungry wolf that hasn't eaten for a week that needs to feed her cubs or a wolf who has just eaten a huge meal. Who's going to be more dangerous? Well, duh. This is one of the things with, and we'll get into the work of Ori Hoffmeckler, that eating is what's called digestion is a parasympathetic activity, right? And so what that means is, is that it is something that causes your body to go into a state of relaxation and slumber so that your body can rest and be able to digest the food because it's very energy intensive to digest the nutrients and the food and it makes you feel sleepy. That's one of the reasons why, like if you're gonna take a test or anything like that, you know, my best advice is not to eat that morning. Don't have a big breakfast, maybe eat a big meal the day before, but go into that tested, that, that test in a fasted state. And so, one of the things that happens when you do an extended fast, like 24 hours, is that you get increases in human growth hormone. Yeah, that's like the stuff that people get in trouble for, but your body can produce it naturally. So if you get a good, and here, just get a book, get a training book. I mean, I like the work of Ben Greenfield, um, Boundless, and he talks about all the different ways in which you can essentially get natural production of human growth hormone, um, but you do 
and I'll, I'll explain in terms of um, some of my results, you do actually get more muscle and you can combine it with training and it is very healthy. And this is what was also found in this article by Dr. Mark, Mark Manson is that a lot, this is a young man, but they lost fat while maintaining or gaining muscle, which is incredible. Type two diabetes um, and obesity reduction, which of course go hand in hand. This is another benefit identified in the Matson article. So here I can speak from personal experience. You know, when I started, there was various reasons to start fasting for me. Um, one of them was weight loss. Although surprisingly, I look back at my pictures at that time, I'm like, holy cow, I was kind of tubby. I had some tub going, uh, but that really wasn't what drove me to, to because I sort of had dad bod, had dad bod, and I, I, I was clinically obese. I had a body mass index of 36, but I wasn't so obese that I like, I had a huge belly. It was mainly like, I'd look at myself in picture and I'd be like, gosh, am I really that bad? But I didn't feel that bad. I didn't, my self-esteem is pretty good. So I, I didn't really worry about it too much, but I was on the track to type two diabetes. Um, I was literally one test away from having to actually get on medication for type two because my blood sugar levels were basically just off the charts. So, one of the, there's a high correlation, especially for type two, that's basically age onset diabetes between your body mass index and your chances of getting that particular type of um, disease. Essentially where your body has to produce more and more insulin to be able to process food. And it tends to do that when it's shocked with sugars all the time. So type two diabetes is a state of insulin resistance. And this is something that I experienced uh, now, uh, with essentially after about 12 months of intermittent fasting, my A1C, which is your average blood sugar levels over the course of three months, went from six, which was right on the cusp of prediabetes, down to now 5.6, which is very normal, very good. And this was just from last fall. I have no idea what my A1C is now. Uh, last fall, I did an insurance physical for life insurance, and that's where I had my last readings. I think at some point, I'm going to get an update so that you can actually hear what my latest results are in terms of my, um, some of my metabolic factors. Um, he talks about tissue damage um, in, in your recovery. Well, here again, I think this isn't really emphasized a lot enough. You know, I had a friend who, you know, was bragging about how she was running every day. And I'm like, well, good for you. I'm glad that you're running every day, but too much of a good thing can be bad for you. I mean, remember we need to have essentially gold, Goldilocks, right? That you need to be able to have stimulation where you have breakdown and then you have growth. If you're always in a state of breakdown, which is what exercise is, and your body can't recover, you're going to hurt yourself. And so I didn't dive deep into the tissue damage, but in terms of what essentially fasting does is that it gives your body's natural restoration or recuperation processes time to heal that's not focused on digestion. Now, one of the things about food, especially certain types of foods, is that it has an inflammatory effect. It can inflame your gut. It can inflame various persons, uh, parts of you cognitively. And so inflammation, you know, I'll leave it to the experts to describe that. But inflammation is something that is, is, is an issue that affects a lot of different people. And if you're not putting food in your system, regardless of what type of food that you put in, that is something that can allow your body, body to essentially restore itself. The only thing I would say 
the other thing that you wouldn't think of necessarily with fasting is um, that in terms of tissue, like in terms of my, my physical appearance, I used to have really dark circles under my eyes and my face was very flushed. Now, some of that was because I was drinking too much alcohol. I look at my pictures at the time, I'm like, holy cow, I had a red face. It's sort of like that, you drink a little bit too much face. Um, but I also had dark circles under my eyes. And I would say, since I started fasting, that's all cleared up. So I, you know, I think that also is an example of allowing your body time to restore and heal um, is part of a recovery process. The other thing that happens is that once you start losing weight with the intermittent fasting, you have more energy to do workouts and you, and you dive into other areas. And then when you do eat, you're just much more mindful about the types of foods that you eat. So in terms of improving your appearance, yeah, there's losing weight, but it also cleared up my skin. Um, and so tissue damage, it's part of a healthy, uh, essentially recovery process. Now, this is another thing that um, get into the next result of this, of this particular peer-reviewed study, cognitive performance. Yeah, you heard it. Your brain actually increases with intermittent fasting. It's in both in terms of spatial, spatial performance and working memory. Now, why would this be the case? Well, again, same reason for the human growth hormone and muscle performance. If you aren't eating for a couple of days and you're out on the savanna, you got to be alert. Would you be depressed? Would you be um, unable to focus? No, you got to eat. And so when you don't eat for a while, your body, there's all these sort of endorphins that are, that are shot up into your brain <clears throat> in terms of like your dopamine, all those feel good chemicals that you have, you become alert. If there is a stressor, so one of the things I do struggle with sometimes is that you, you do get a lot of energy with fasting because um, your body gets into a state of alertness. So occasionally you need to take a fast from fast, but this is something that also is identified in the study. So this is Dr. Mark Manson and um, in his particular article on intermittent fasting in the New England Journal of Medicine. And he's from John Hopkins. Like, I'm not smart enough to get in John Hopkins, but I know those guys are smart. So you should listen to it and read it. It's really good stuff. So in terms of cognitive performance, like again, I think if I had a child and um, we're thinking about, oh, they're gonna take a test, I would definitely advise that they not uh, eat that morning. Um, maybe they might have a little bit uh, a little bit of food, but definitely not to have a big breakfast. And here I'd remind you of my, my podcast on the D-Day invasion. Um, and think about, it, you know this also from your own experience. When I was Mr. Carb and you know, eating all this stuff throughout the day, uh, you know, you get a lot of brain fog if you have a big lunch. Like I love this. There's this Indian cafe that I love in Iowa City. And I love to go there. It's really tasty. It's really good. It's like just basically right off the next two and a half hours because your body is just soaking up that rice and that chicken. And it's just sort of like, oh, you're just so sleepy afterwards. But if you don't eat, wow, it's like you are just full of energy. And you then eat in the evening. So I'm not a total OMAD, you know, one meal a day guy. I'm going to do a, a, I'm going to do a podcast on Ori Hoffmeckler. I mean, Ori Hoffmeckler, man, he's like a superhero. He was like an Israeli special forces and he's like this scientist. And he was one of the very first persons that really talked about intermittent fasting. So you're going to hear about Ori Hoffmeckler. Yeah, you heard it. Ori Hoffmeckler, his book called The Warrior Diet. So we're, we're going to go over that as well. But I can say, 
since I started doing intermittent fasting, I'm not groggy at all when I wake up in the morning. You, you, you basically, you wake up alert, which is the way that it's supposed to be. You start getting in tune with your body's natural function. Just before you wake up, there's a natural process where your body gets up with the sun and you feel great. So I do have a little coffee in me right now, but for the most part, it's, it's, I don't need a ton of it because you just feel really good with fasting. So that's sort of the theory, but let me just talk about some of the, the practice and the numbers. And again, I, uh, uh, I don't, I'm not saying this to brag people, don't take it that way. It's just, I can share it. And I basically, it's like, I'm out in the, um, I'm out in the lake and I'm swimming and I'm like, oh my God, it's awesome. Come out and join me. So let me share you my numbers uh, since August of last year until now, um, which would be September 10th, 2021. So the first off, um, one of the things I've used in terms of the weight loss is I'm sort of obsessive about scale. Not scale is in terms of like, no, the thing that like you weigh yourself, not like scale in terms of growing a business. Like I want to scale my business. No, the scale, the thing that like you get on. And I bought a friend advised that you essentially get a Bluetooth scale with what's called like bio impedance, where you put your feet on the scale and you can get it on Amazon. It's like 20, 25 bucks and you hook it up to your Bluetooth phone. And it's really cool because you get on the scale and then it gives you these little readings in terms of like your body fat percentage, your skeletal muscle, your metabolic age. The, these are things that, and, and the scale, guess what? The scale doesn't give a crap whether I'm intermittent fasting or not. You know, obviously it's probably not a perfect reading, but it, it, it's definitely consistent with what I've experienced. So it gives all of these readings in terms of your subcutaneous fat, your visceral fat, your muscle mass, bone mass, protein, all that stuff. So the first number, and so, so again, this scale, it's just, it's calling balls and strikes here, people. And so it's not just the weight, there's all this information that these, and I use the Renfro, it's R-E-N-T-H-O. You could just get on Amazon, it's super cheap. Maybe if I, if I think about it, I might put it on the rocknicole.com website so you can, you can buy it through that and give me a little portion of the profit so I can fund the Rocky cast. But so let me just talk about some of the results. The first number, you talk, when I talked about the fountain of youth, you were like, oh, come on, no way, that's not, that's not true. You're, you're, you're just overselling uh, the benefits of fasting. Well, one thing that jumped out at me when I started doing this bioapedia scale is there was something called metabolic age, which is essentially just looking at all your various risk factors, your body fat percentage, uh, your muscle, your, your body water percentage, at least as measured by this bioimpedance scale. And they come up with essentially a metabolic age, sort of what you would expect to have at any particular age in terms of what your risk factors are. And my metabolic age when I started was 51 years old at the age of 45. So I was actually older. And, you know, it's, it's always hard to come to grips with reality. The reality is when I started intermittent fasting, I was 305 pounds and I had a body mass index of 36. That's obese. Now, I didn't think of myself as obese, but as my doctor pointed out, you were only four points away from morbid obesity. Yeah, dudes, I was almost morbidly obese, morbid. 
by the way, if you're morbid obese, that's okay. I'm just saying it's not a great place to be in terms of your health. But yeah, so I had a metabolic age of 51. Can you imagine that? 51? And since I've started intermittent fasting, it's gone in reverse. I now have a metabolic age of 48. So I don't know. Hopefully I get down even lower so I can actually match my actual stated age. Now, some of you thought I'd maybe look too skinny now. So I'm not, I don't have an eating disorder. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Um, actually, they say it was body mass index. My, my weight should be 215, but it is something that I'll monitor and continue to update you on. And but I still like to eat a lot. And I'll do another one on fasting. It's just, you still eat a lot when you eat. It's great. I love it. So my metabolic age went from 51 to 48. So here are some of my other numbers. In August of 2020, this was about a month. Before, and by the way, this, by the way, in, in August of 2020, this was when that time frame is when people were first asking me like, oh, wow, you started to lose some weight. So that was when people were noticing that I'd lost weight. But I've now, I'm way blown way past that. I still had major issues even at that point. But at that time, I weighed 272 pounds. And now, I've, now I weigh 227 pounds. My body mass index was 32, and now it's 27.1. My body fat percentage was 31%, and now it's 23%. Here's the other interesting thing. The skeletal muscle was 44%, and now it is 49.7%. So my muscle has actually gone up. And I've been exercising too, but, but that's consistent with essentially the results of the study. Um, the basal metabolic rate, that is the rate at which I um, burn calories, has gone down, which is one of the, down, the, the side effects of fasting. Um, so in some, in some respects, that, would, that should mean that I should eat even more so I can keep that rate at which I burn the calories. I'm not worried about it too much. It's just gone down a little bit from 2,200 calories a day to 2,000 calories a day. So that should be my target. But that's, again, why you, you, do, you are encouraged to eat with fasting. But two other sort of key um, factors here, um, the visceral fat and subcutaneous fat. So go in and Google visceral fat um, went from 15 to 10 and subcutaneous fat went from 26% to 20%. So all of these factors are very, very important for um, your, your human health. And you just look at high blood pressure and all these sorts of things, they're all go down as a result of this. And this is one of the things when I started fasting that I didn't think there would possibly be these sorts of benefits. It all turned out to be true. So when I started fasting, I was on two different um, blood pressure medications, hydrochlorothorazide and Losartan. And they were helping a little bit, but it was basically just managing a long, slow decline until, you know, I was just basically going to get a heart attack. I mean, that, that's, those medications don't really work that well. And my average blood pressure readings at the time when I started were about 140 over 90. And that is with, with blood pressure medication. And now they're routinely, I don't measure it as much um, as I used to, but it's generally averages with like 120 over 80. So it's basically optimal. And again, my um, A1C levels were at six and now they're at 5.6. So this is with just a very simple protocol. A lot of you are sort of wondering, am I suffering is it, is it just, oh, is it, so, is it so difficult? No, it's not difficult at all. People, I'm not going to gain weight again. Because once you do it, your body completely adapts. 
And, you know, again, it does kind of go with keto, a ketogenic diet. So once you sort of figure this out, well, what does that mean? You're eating very nutrient-dense, healthy foods, and you really try, should try to avoid the processed foods. So it goes really well together. So, you know, some people say to the heck with it, I, I like being fat. I like eating all the time and being sleepy and taking a lot of naps. I have one friend that he just, he just, that's what he likes to do. He talks about how many naps that he takes. Well, that's fine. If you want to do that and feel sleepy and be overweight, then you can do that. No one's holding that against you. But um, if you want to lose weight, and you want to feel good and you want to improve your performance in so many different areas and not cost anything. And people, I'm not, I, I, I don't have a financial interest. Like I get a little money per, you know, per ad that I run on this thing, like cent, like a penny. Each time you listen, I get a penny. That, that's how much I get paid for that. Um, but I, I think for me, it's just, I want to just share what I've learned. Because I think you have the opportunity to, 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 to change your life just through the simple act of removing breakfast. It's really that simple. And if you don't think it is, you should just try it. And, if there, and even if you're at an optimal weight, there are still reasons to fast occasionally for things like autophagy, which you know, is cellular like cleansing. When I started fasting, I thought it was called autophagy. So I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna say autophagy rather than autophagy. Autophagy, I think, sounds cooler. But there are all these different benefits. So it really has been the fountain of youth for me. It really has been. It's probably been one of the most transformational things in my entire life, fasting. And I'm going to be a faster until the day I die. And it's enjoyable. That's one of the things. It's not suffering. People think like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be so hungry, ravenously hungry. Well, stay tuned for future episodes because I'm going to go, that's just not true. You actually eat a ton and you're not gorging yourself. So don't think that I'm just sort of like, you know, not eating for like 24 hours. And then I go pig out and a pizza and then go vomit. And no, I don't do that. I promise. So I'm going to talk about some of the, the wonderful eating benefits of when you do eat that you get with fasting in future episodes. And we're going to cover some of the people in the space and fasting. So it's not all going to be fasting. I mean, maybe if I get enough episodes, episodes I'll, I'll split off a separate podcast and call it the Rockney Fast. But for now, you're going to hear all sorts of information. You're going to hear information about Ikora and what I'm reading and intermittent fasting and various life struggles that I've had, um, good and bad. It's been very difficult. Some of you know that I um, have been going through some personal issues that I'd rather not get into at this point. But I will at some point in terms of what I've learned and, uh, you know, sort of moving forward. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have. I am going to try to do a daily rocket cast. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'm in trial this coming week, so probably not this coming week. But eventually, we're going to try to do daily rocket cast. I want it to be sort of more like a radio show where you can count on waking up popping in your phone, going on your morning walk and listen to some of the stuff that I'm learning and sharing. And so infinite gratitude for all 10 of you all. Just think how elite, there's like 8 billion people in the world and there's 10 of you who almost always tune in. And so if you, especially if you've made it this far of those 10, there may be like three that have made it to the end of the episode. So think if you were one of the first people to, to share what we're doing here, because I do view it as a co-creation between you and me, eventually I think we're going to grow our audience, but I, I can't do it. It's just going to be us 10. 
if you just keep it all to yourself. So infinite gratitude for all of you that listen to the Rocket Cast. Um, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, all where all podcasts are heard. And if you could leave a review, it will help grow our audience. Um, and so thank you so much for tuning in. And we will continue to give you high quality content on the Rocky Cast. Thank you so much. <laughs>